Welcome to this episode of the Greater Phoenix Chambers podcast. Let's talk business Phoenix with your host, me, Todd Sanders, President and CEO of the Greater Phoenix Chamber. In each episode, we're going to tackle important issues and subjects affecting businesses, our community, and the state today. Through relevant, timely topics, this podcast serves as the business community's voice with a mission of championing business growth, identifying problems that restrict economic development, and convening community leaders to move Phoenix forward. Well, welcome. We're here today with uh, Jessica Pierce, who is the founder and CEO of Career Connectors. Jessica, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, um, we're going to obviously put your bio up on, on the link when we put this out there and so people can learn about you. But let's let's kind of go beyond that a little okay. bit. We always like to ask somebody, ask people to tell us something about themselves that's not on their resume. So what is what is something about you that people wouldn't find on, on your bio or your resume? Oh, boy. I wasn't ready for this one. Let's see. It's I think karaoke. something that... No, nope, no, nope, okay. I don't All sing right. karaoke. All right. But when I was 21, I was living in Ohio, mm-hmm. and I decided to kind of break my parents' heart and drive by myself out to Las Vegas... And I was a cocktail waitress at a casino <laughs> for a year and a half. Wow. And I was ready to get out of Ohio. Yeah. Well, that, that, yeah. you did it. I did it. Only there for a year. And then I decided to, you know, really grow up and get a real job. But it was a great job for in between. Yeah. I'm sure you learned some things. <laughs> oh, way more than I was expecting. That's for sure. <laughs> well, excellent. And at least it wasn't a far drive from there. No, no that's right. That's right. Well, tell us a little bit about Career Connectors. For, the, for those of, uh, of us watching who haven't heard of your organization, what, what does it do and, and how did it get funded? Yeah, founded. founded. So uh, we are a nonprofit organization and we've been around since 2009. And we help people that are in career transition or uh, looking at just their career differently. And so we host events, uh, both in person and virtually. And at those events, they could be hiring events or uh, oftentimes they are uh, career development events where we bring out speakers and we have coaches and LinkedIn coaches and resume writers. And so we serve people of all all walks of life from students to executives. And they come to these events and get connected to either employers or um, career different services. And so actually, this started in 2009. In the middle of that recession, if you remember that. that yeah, I do. I do. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so at the time, I was um, running a staffing firm with some partners and we were servicing the land development and commercial real estate industry, which was annihilated <laughs> in 2010. And so um, literally the bank stopped lending into the, in May of 2010. And so all of our clients kind of went to very scale, um, skeleton crews and, or they closed their business. And then at the same time, my husband was laid off three times in six months and he was a recruiter. And so we are sitting there no jobs. We, you know, educated, been working professionally our whole lives. And um, our house was going into short sale. Our kids were at the time we had an infant, a two-year-old and 10-year-old. And we just didn't know what we do. My husband says it's a bad country song now. <laughs> the house, we lost the house. We're losing the car. Our kids were next, you know. But, um, you know, that really, it gave me a moment to step a step aside and go, what do I want to do? And uh, so I uh, put together this program reached out to my church and said, can I have a room to help people get jobs? And they said, please, we're getting inundated with calls. And so within six weeks, uh, we were meeting about once a week and then it exploded. I had 350 people show up to an event, had no idea what to do with all these people. 
But um, the guy that happened to be there that day that we had invited was uh, from the census of 2010 census. And he stood up in front of everybody and said, I can hire all of you today. And I about fainted, but I said, <laughs> yes. And uh, it has taken off from there where we got a lead team and we really have been able to help over 47,000 people get connected to jobs. What an incredible start and yeah. sort of the, the true American success story. <laughs> um, and so how has it changed from 09 to today? What does the organization yeah. look like today? Well, it has changed a lot. It feels like almost every year it's we're in a different type of market. The last... Two years have been insanity when it comes to workforce, as you well know. Uh, I saw a big change in our organization when COVID-19 happened. We had funding dried up, um, essentially, because all, most of our funding at that time was coming from employers and they weren't hiring anymore. And so, but we couldn't go away. People were in desperate need of some hope. They were in desperate need of somebody help me. What is going to be happening? And even though we didn't have the answers, we at least had some, some connections. So we were in doing daily interviews. We were doing daily content where we were bringing in unemployment because unemployment was just a disaster at that time. People couldn't under get through the system. So we were interviewing them, helping people. Uh, how do I apply or what companies are hiring? Because many were still hiring. They were just, it would look different. And so that was a big change for our organization. And then um, over the last two years, uh, I'm calling it the Workforce Armageddon in Arizona. And um, so it's the companies are desperate for talent and we're trying to find different pockets. But people also want to be working in a job that they matter and it matters to them. And so they're also really looking, looking closely at what kind of jobs do I want? And I don't want it to be just a number. I want to make an impact. And so completely different workforce every single year, we have to really reevaluate what we're doing. Well, it's interesting how when you started, it was there were no jobs. Mm -hmm. And then by the time, you know, last year, or this year, there are more jobs than people. Yes. Right. Um, and then you have to adapt to that. Totally. Yeah. It, every year is so different. It's extremely different. And in the last two years, I mean, it has gone from nobody working to we can't find enough people. It, it's really unbelievable. Are what you we've seeing dealt with. any changes in the market now as, as we start we to are, maybe start to feel some of the effects? of? Yes, we have seen a, a kind of a, a little turn, I would say a little. Um, we're seeing some companies having to lay off. I think that that's my guess. Our best guess is that people are tightening their belts, inflation, cost, that kind of thing. Maybe a little fear. I'm not sure. But so we're seeing layoffs. We're seeing some um, candidates get their offers rescinded after they've been offered jobs. And so uh, a lot of workforce is remote now. So that's a change also. Uh, so yeah, we're seeing a lot of different things than we even saw six months ago. So you're going to have to probably pivot again Always. in the near future. Yes, for sure. Well, you met, you mentioned uh, workforce. And as, as I think people hopefully know, the, the Chamber Foundation is, is squarely focused on workforce development as one of the most important issues for our state. And now through that work, we have a partnership with you. You want to talk a little bit about our, our partnership? I'd love to. So uh, it's called AZ Careers Now. And uh, we, 
really cool story here. Um, I have been friends with Jennifer Meller um, with the chamber, or the Greater Phoenix Chamber and the foundation. And um, sh- we have kind of supported employers that uh, the Greater Phoenix Chamber have worked with before. And so when she had an opportunity to pursue a grant opportunity through Maricopa County, she reached out to us and said, I think you would be a great partner to help us in this initiative. So what we've decided to do is um, we've partnered together and to launch this AZ Careers Now uh, program. And we are running events that support employers and support people that are looking for new jobs. And uh, what we're focused on is the seven of the fastest growing industries in Arizona. We're doing both virtual and in-person programming and events. And so we're doing hiring events. We we have many coming up this year, and but they're by industry, which has been wonderful because even if they're not, even if somebody is not in that particular industry, they can come to this event and learn about it. We're bringing in educators as well that have certification, short and long-term certs, degrees that support that specific industry. And so um, we've been able to help employers find talent and help people uh, looking for jobs actively but also passively, just kind of wondering if, if there's opportunity there for them uh, to come together. So a quick question on that. So maybe you're in retail and, and you're kind of ready to make a move um, and you're thinking maybe financial services, mm-hmm. but but maybe you need uh, a Series 7 or an SIE. Yeah. Uh, how? What about upskilling? How are you working with people on upskilling? Absolutely. So many of the employers that we have uh, actually offer uh, apprenticeships, training, especially in the finance and insurance industry. They offer training as part of their hiring and their package. But also these schools and educators that we're partnering with, they're bringing these in. Many have the opportunity to be funded through the state of Arizona, through different programs that we that are available through Maricopa County and the city of Phoenix. And so all of those opportunities are coming together. So if somebody does want to change careers or if they're ready to go into a different career, um, because uh, like retail or somebody, a high school or college student that's wants something once a new career, then absolutely. We have all those opportunities available. And not just that, on our website, azcareersnow.com, we have uh, career advice, um, different kinds of ways to build your resume, all of the components that need that you need when you're um, looking for a job. So you let's talk about employers. Obviously, mm-hmm. you do a lot of work with employers, it sounds like. Um, any any, any um, success stories that you can talk about working with employers? Yeah. uh, I'll talk about our last program on our last event. We actually uh, did one specific to construction and skilled trades. We know that in Arizona, that's a huge need. And so we, um, I, I wrote down some, the numbers from the last event we had, and we helped get, I think there was like 130 and 120 interviews done on site at that event. And the employers had 266 follow-up meetings from one event. And one of my favorite things uh, is when, have you ever seen like somebody that light bulb moment goes off in their head? Okay. So we had these two engineering students from ASU attend the event and they were nervous and 
didn't really want to talk to anybody and they were graduating. Um, and so we kind of saw them walking around and, uh, we have a really great team that'll pull people aside if they look uncomfortable. So one of my, one of our staff pulled someone aside and they were talking to them and just said, here's some things you can say, you know? So anyway, they go back, they're talking to all these employers uh, with this script they have, right? Cause they needed something. Uh, so anyway, when they were done, I was kind of, um, sitting over by the exit because I was catch- catching people as they were leaving and talking to them. These two students were together and their faces, they had lit up. They're like, do you know, I have like five opportunities just today from this event and they're phenomenal companies I would have never thought of. And so it's just like, you know, that's so cool. People are seeing opportunities that they didn't, they didn't know that were there. Whether you're a student or a professional or an executive, it doesn't matter where you are on the continuum. Like people have opportunities they never knew were a possibility. Kind of takes you back to that those first meetings in oh, the church, right? It totally takes me back to yeah, those days. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So if I'm one of these kids or uh, or someone looking to make a change, and I go to um, one of these uh, career fairs, what's it cost? What 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 do I need to do to attend? Well, the really great thing is the the programming is a funded program through Maricopa County through a grant, and so there is no cost to employers, and there is no cost to job seekers. For sure not. Any candidate who is going to these type of events, if they're ever charged, then I would run the other way, especially for candidates. Um, don't pay the you know headhunter thousands and thousands of dollars. We hear people, we hear these nightmare stories all the time. But so they're free, completely free. We just ask for people to pre-register. So we we actually not only only are they free, but we usually give things away, and the employers usually give incentives away. So we've been feeding people with our taco trucks and it, giving away AirPods and a raffle and so different incentives gas cards for the next one (laughs) so uh we've been giving incentives but they're just such a great way we want to entice people to be there because it's hard to understand the experience it's not a typical job fair what people would think it is a true um kind of way for people to really really connect and the employers have been phenomenal they really care about the people they're talking to. And I have been so impressed by that. So if you're coming, what do you have to come with? What do you have to come with a stack of resumes? How does this work? I always tell people bring their resumes. However, most employers don't usually collect them. They have a different process um, to go online and apply, but it's the personal connection. It's the one-to-one. It's the how to be memorable, talking to these employers, understanding what they have available and what kind of company they are. So be prepared with some questions. I also recommend that people look into all the employers that are going to be there. Then they can do a little research and understand, hey, I saw some job postings on this website. Let me talk to them about those particular jobs. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And going back to those those ASU kids, what kind of resources do you arm job seekers with? Yeah. Well, we have monthly virtual events also specific to career search. So we have one um, every year We have a, that we do a couple times a year and it's red hot resumes. And we bring in the best resume writers in Arizona. They are there um, with the Resume Writers Council of Arizona and they come and they talk to people what to do, what not to do, and how to write the right resume and how to get it through the applicant tracking software. Because um, what that means is when someone applies, they need to know, they need to try to get through that thing that everyone thinks blocks them, right? So they teach people how to do that. So we have 
all of those events on the azcareersnow.com website under the career advice in, in the webinars. They can go and watch any of those back from the last two years. So what's the biggest um, mistake people tend to make on resumes? They don't put their phone number or their email address. And so we don't know how to really? get a hold of them. <laughs> That's the biggest. And then the other one is they just list a whole bunch of responsibilities that they've ever done. And instead of really focused on the things they achieved and their accomplishments. So sort of what, what were the, the, the things that the, the takeaways that they, that they, um, they had at their previous jobs. That's right. Absolutely. You're responsible for because no one probably cares. That's right. That's okay. right. Anybody can be responsible for anything. It's like, what did you do with that responsibility? Right. Sure. Yeah. You mentioned um, remote work. Mm -hmm. And I think we, we have to probably address that. Um, tell us what you're seeing in terms of trends. How is this going? Are we going to, is the hybrid uh, office what we're going to be seeing in the future? What is, what are you seeing out there? Well, here's my crystal ball, but no, right. so um, my, what my thoughts are, our thoughts are what we've seen is, you know, of course, everyone went home at first. And then as companies started to try to bring people back full time, that what a lot of people were pushing back on that, right? They liked the work at home in some capacity. What we've heard lately is this hybrid where everyone's together once or twice a week. And that seems to be a trend right now. Uh, it's really hard to build culture if you don't have your people together. So even staggering them isn't working. P companies are finding out. And so let's say, you know, half your staff is Tuesday, uh, Thursday and half your staff is Monday, Wednesday on site. Well, they never get to know each other. They just get to know their shift people, right? <laughs> so it's, I, I believe it's going to be some hybrid of, um, both. Being a, and some people don't ever want to work at home. You know, they have kids running around and screaming and they don't want to be part of that. Right. And then some people are like um, client or patient facing. They have to be at work 100 percent. I still think the hybrid is going to work in some fashion once we kind of settle down and figure out what exactly that looks like. So much different than just even a few years ago, mm -hmm. the, the workplace. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. I remember even years ago, back in my Intel days where the corporate days and we were just trying work at home and it was okay. Yeah. One day. Okay. Nope. We're pulling it back. None. Now you can go three days. Like <laughs> we're kind of playing this dance right now. And it reminds me of those days when we were just starting that. But now it's a dance of how often do we need to be together to keep a strong culture for our company? Well, it's true. We had the same um, discussions prior to COVID and then overnight we were remote and guess what? It works. I mean, the, these people are amazing totally. um, and they get job done. And so we're trying hire to the right people, well. yeah. right? That hire is, the right that, people. That is a good thing to do. <laughs> so you mentioned um, folks, maybe uh, CEOs, folks maybe mid career that are thinking about, all right, I want to make a change, but that's a scary proposition. Mm -hmm. How do you help folks sort of in that, that mid career phase that are, that, that don't know where to go next? We started this organization with that mid-level professional in mind. Uh, we felt that at the time back in 2009, there were significant resources for entry level um, or people dealing with homelessness and those kind of things. But what we saw in 2009 was that mid-level professional who had never looked for a job before all of a sudden didn't have a job and didn't even know the step to take. And so that has been our baseline of what, how we, or the lens rather, we see things through. So what we've done is make sure that we have all the resources that somebody changing careers or going through a layoff would need to have. And so that includes all the, uh, we have a ton of online resources through um, experts that have 
uh, written information on how to get a job, our content is always with that lens. So it it's not just, you know, come and hear how to write a resume. It's we're going to have a deep discussion about how to get through an applicant tracking software. It's not just LinkedIn 101. It's how to m- make LinkedIn, use LinkedIn 20 minutes a day and make valuable connections. So we're really thinking about uh, those folks, the professionals that are really trying to get to the next step in their career and those career changers. And so a lot of it just starts with our portal online, but also attending the events. You, It's shocking when people come to events, and they're like, I had no idea how excited I was going to be at this event. And they just get full of hope. They're not sad, boring events. These are exciting things to be part of. We have one coming up where there's 20 employers and they're each going to do a three minute TED talk about how, what they have available. So we're not going to let them sit and talk for, you know, a half hour each. They get three minutes. Tell us why we're, why you're awesome and why I should work for you. And then you get to go to your room and talk to them one-on-one. We'll put you on the spot. Can you give us some names of companies? Of ones coming up? Yeah. So we're doing one and we have one in healthcare coming up and one in financial services. So, um, Dignity Health, Banner, Mayo Clinic, Abrazo, all the big ones. And then we have a whole bunch of behavioral health, like Aurora, um, behavioral health will be there. Evolve MD. There's a, so a whole bunch. That's the 20 there. And then we have financial services and insurance. You think of the big ones in town, they're going to be there. USAA, American Express, uh, Freedom Financial Network. So we're getting the big employers. um, And then we're also bringing in some smaller ones too, because we want people to understand the, the differences of how, what it's like to work for a small employer versus one of the big ones. Well, I think it's nice to have that big mix of, of companies there, but certainly some amazing names Mm -hmm. um, where people can at least start to build those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you something uh, that I heard probably a couple of months ago as it relates to sort of the, the people who just weren't, um, getting jobs or applying for jobs. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that a lot of them were, but a lot of the algorithms that some of these companies will, for instance, if you've been out of a job for six months, it overlooks you. So mm-hmm. you become sort of that invisible workforce. Yeah. Is that real? Yes and no, it's both. Because uh, every company is different. So yes, there's going to be some of that. Just like um, when people talk about uh, discrimination in some standpoint, whether it's ageism or racism or whatever, we can say it doesn't happen, but we know there's like some unfortunate examples of it happening out there. So yes, it happens. Um, but I would say the majority, what I've seen, the majority of employers just want to hire the right person. And so they're not trying to stop you from getting through. But if a, a, um, a recruiter is getting a thousand resumes per job, then job posting, then they have to do something to screen. Uh, and that's what the applicant tra- tracking software that I was talking about, um, ha- we have to teach you how to get around that. However, I do not let people sit there because here's the deal. My four favorite words and the words I've used since launching this program is who do you know? Mm. It is all about connections. Le- way less about just applying for a job. The best jobs come through. Who do you know? Some of you know who referred you, who referred you, who referred you. So that's what we focus on in our program. Well, and so it turns if you're if you've been here a while, that's good. If you haven't been here, then it becomes a, a little bit of a different proposition. Yes, unless you attend an event. And you just have 20 employers in front of you and you get to go to their breakout rooms and talk to each of them. All of a sudden, you've made 20 connections with employers that you didn't have previously. So I tell people, 
you know, jump on these calls. Don't be scared. No one's going to call you out for anything, but you get a real great opportunity uh, into the industries that are really growing because that's our focus on these growing industries. Absolutely. Well, and that's, I think now everybody can understand why we made this partnership with Career Connectors and why it's been so successful. Yeah. You met at the beginning of this, you talked about um, how people shouldn't necessarily look at um, recruiting firms. Um, Is there a place for recruiting firms? Absolutely. There's definitely a place for recruiting firms. In fact, as people are doing their research, I do think they should develop relationships with a couple, uh, two or three. And oftentimes the recruiting firms will know what jobs are coming before job postings ever hit because they have a partnership with their clients. And so um, when I was saying that, I really meant like, don't pay for um, a headhunter that can say, Oh, if you give me $10,000, I'll go get you a job. So what I really meant is go look at some of the staffing firms that are out there specifically by industry. So if you're looking in financial services, then type in Google financial services, staffing firms, and then go visit some of them because they'll know they'll be able to even look at your resume and say, Hey, make some tweaks. Here are some job opportunities and they will work with you on that. Oh yeah. Definitely value there. Oh, totally. Yes, for sure. So we want people to know about the next career fairs. Can you give some information on that? Yeah. azcareersnow.com has, you can register as an employer or as a job seeker. So either one, um, you can sign up for the events. We have um, healthcare coming up, financial services, IT and cyber, manufacturing, um, distribution and transportation. We have a professional and um, office event coming up. And so all of those. And people typically can fit into multiple of them. And so sign up for the ones that fit and then just show up. So much of it is just showing up and being there. Is it around the valley or is it? Yeah. So virtual ones, anyone can attend, but they're really focused on Maricopa County. And so the next in-person one is a couple months out and that one will be transportation. And then we also have one around distribution that those are going to both be in-person and advanced manufacturing. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you for your time with us today, but we are going to go ahead and finish up with a, a quick lightning round. Okay. Um, very easy. No problem. One, one word answers even. Um, so the first one is uh, guilty pleasure. See how easy that was? <laughs> Guilty pleasure is reality TV. Oh, favorite show? <laughs> I'm watching Relative Race right now. Interesting. All right. We'll have to check that one out. Mm-hmm. All right. First job. It wasn't Ta- the Vegas Cocktail. Nope. Okay. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. <laughs> yes. What did you learn? I will never eat their food again. <laughs> Sorry. No, I can say that. <laughs> Did you learn anything else? <laughs> I did. I learned how to deal with customers. Yeah. It was exciting. I think everyone should either be in retail or fast food. As one of their first jobs. It definitely helps. Mm-hmm. And you're not allowed to say your current job because, you know, but what's the dream job? If you could have any job. Any job. I would be a keynote speaker for large conferences on marriage. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll, we will uh, let we will let that one uh, kind of marinate in the room. Sure. Uh, Jessica, thank you for joining us. Thank you for spending so much time. Appreciate the work that you're doing with the foundation and especially your leadership here uh, in Arizona. It's making a difference. Oh, thank you so much. Thank I appreciate you very much. it. Appreciate mm-hmm. it.